Hey, this is Kenny Price with Quad Dog Rocks. Father the world and other things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. What I want to do is just to talk to you straight from the heart and ask you a question because this just happened to me. Have you ever been ambushed by somebody? I'm talking about a family member, a work associate, a neighbor, a stranger in the grocery store, to where before you know it, your mind has been invaded. It's been attacked by someone, by either something they said, by the way that they said it through a hateful attitude or an unnecessary comment. And all of a sudden, you've been rocking along well, excuse me just a second. Speaking of being ambushed, that's my wife. Hang on. Hey, I'm on a podcast. What are you doing? Are you there? Something happened. She just hung up on me. This is interesting. Let's see if we can get her on the podcast. This is my wife, Susan. Are you there? Hello? Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. You're on a podcast, honey. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> what can I do for you? Um, I'm almost home. You're almost home. Do you have the pizzas in tow? I do. Okay. Well, it won't take me long to wrap this one up, but... Uh, I'll be out of the studio slash office here in just a little bit, okay? Okay. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Well, <laughs> that was the ambush of a good kind. That was my dear sweet wife. She just took our grandson home. He's going to a Halloween event tonight, and uh, he is the cutest pirate you would ever want to see in a really nice costume. But uh, anyway... Pizza's almost here, but I just want to make this statement that uh, I won't even go into details about what the ambush was. It, I, I'll tell you this, it occurred yesterday. And uh, what's strange is I've been having some sleep problems at night, sleeping about three hours and just waking straight up. And at times wanting to just go ahead and get out of bed and go back to work. But I know that's not in the best of uh, health for me. So working hard to go back to sleep. But anyway, my wife prepared lunch. I've been working on podcasts, came out of the office, went and ate, sat down in my chair in the living room and fell fast asleep uh, like I was in a coma and woke up to my phone ringing in my pocket. And I wasn't sure exactly who it was. And uh, when I pulled it up, it was somebody uh, out of state. And so I wasn't sure if there was an emergency. So I went ahead and took the call. But the call uh, totally blindsided me. Uh, there was not a lot of niceties, and it was uh, very uh, grieving the way that the person talked to me and just the way the phone call went down. And it wasn't really over anything, uh, but it really injected an ambush into my day and uh, got inside my head because when the conversation was over with, you're going, wait, what was that all about? Why did this occur? And why did this intrusion into my thinking have to happen right now when I'm in, while I'm in the middle of trying to work. And so it really kind of rocked my mind for just a minute, and, and more so not from so much how the person acted or what they said, though it disturbed me, but more so because of the way that I responded by not speaking up and clarifying that 
wait, why is this happening? And why am I being talked to like I've done something wrong when in fact I did something very right? And I, like I said, I won't even go into the details. It's not important. But the point of it is, is you and I encounter these things sometimes on a regular basis and against our will. And it ends up becoming a very uh, disturbing thing. So I want to give you some encouragement that, friend, first of all, we've got to remember that the planet that we walk on is a battlefield, that this is a fallen world with fallen human beings who don't always make the right decisions and sometimes don't always make the right statements or the right responses or the right treatment of others. And so a lot of times it has nothing to do with us personally. It's just that that's the type of world we do live in. It's been that way ever since the fall of Adam, the very first man. So it's not anything new. But yet if you're like me, as you age, you get tired of always being caught off guard. And it seems to me that it's a lesson God is wanting me to learn is that, Kenny, you have to have your thinking cap on all the time. You cannot let your mind go into idle, even for a moment. Because these things come, and yet God does not want things to crater our minds or to be like a little dagger that sticks into our head and causes us discomfort, pain, frustration. A lot of people are having trouble with anxiety. And friend, a lot of these things are coming because we are allowing things to come into our minds and into our lives that have a negative impact when it does not need to be that way. And so after I got off the phone last night, I thought, Wait, when am I going to learn? <laughs> you know, when am I going to wise up? And so it's just a reminder to myself that, you know, we can't walk out of the house in the morning and say, we're just going to go to the rundown of the grocery store and just idle. Because when you do, what's going to happen? You're standing in line. Someone behind you makes a snide comment, a rude or hateful statement. The cashier is rude or hateful, or someone in the parking lot is rude or hateful. And before you know it, we're either into a discussion or at least our minds are being assaulted. And that's not the way Jesus wants us to live. So I want to give some encouragement. First of all, you and I, every moment of every day, we have to be on our guard. Does that mean that we live in a pensive state? Absolutely not. The entire point of this podcast is to advance equilibrium, the peace that comes from Christ against all odds in the midst of the agitation, the turmoil. And it can be done. I think that when we finally arrive, that's when we go to heaven. But uh, seriously, we've got to just wake up and realize that, hey, this is the way it is. And you can't take a phone call un unprepared. You can't go to the store unprepared. You can't uh, have a, a living relationship with your wife. My wife just called. I tell you, I've been listening to, to singers and songwriters that have had a great influence on my life across my entire spectrum. And I grew up at the very tail end of the Jesus revolution, the Jesus movement. And it's a fascinating time. And it was a time of great revival in this nation that occurred in the 70s. And I was a part of that. And so I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be at the front end of a movement of where God was moving in the hearts and lives of people and that they were being radically changed, coming out of the hippie movement of drug, sex, and rock and roll into a living, vibrant relationship with Jesus that resulted in a massive impact through the music. And so looking back to the people that were a part of that, that impacted my life, you know, you wake up and you go, wait, where did they go? And so I've been doing a lot of personal research about all of that. It's tragic to find the number of people 
that were such stalwarts in the Jesus revolution, the Jesus movement, whose lives, if they're still living today, and most of them are in their late 60s, early 70s, but the number of people who were stalwarts, I mean, they were champions for the faith, whose lives, as they went down the road, began to come unraveled. And the number of people that I looked up to as a young Christian and as a young person, a teenager, young adult, the number of these people whose marriages of 25 years, 35 years, ending in divorce, ending in destruction, being racked with adulterous affairs and fornication. And friend, we're all human. People make mistakes. That's not the point. But what I'm saying is it is a large number of people in the realm of people that I looked up to whose personal lives did not hold up as time progressed. And they allowed the things of this world to attack them, to distract them, to cause them to turn their minds and to weaken and the assaults and the ambushes of life. And the end result is coming down to even the destruction of their homes. And so the problems are real. The assaults are real. The ambushes of life are real. But Christ is calling on you and I to be strong and to speak the truth in love when our minds are under assault. I think about Jesus and uh, doing something amazingly, uh, just a phenomenal thing. And this is found in Luke chapter 13, the healing of a daughter of Abraham. In chapter uh, chapter 13, verse 10, it says, As he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, a woman was there who had been disabled by a spirit for over 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. Now, this was spiritually induced by a spirit that had come on her body that was keeping her bent over. Can you imagine the turmoil and the sadness and the grief that she lived in because of this bent over state? Verse 12, when Jesus saw her, he called out to her, woman, you are free of your disability. Then he laid his hands on her and instantly she was restored and began to glorify God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Think about the words of that statement. The leader of the synagogue, that was the place where the Jews came together to worship God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, responded by telling the crowd. Now, this is the leader, the religious leader of that synagogue where Jesus was there to worship God. The leader stood up and said, there are six days when work should be done. Therefore, come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath. In verse 15, but the Lord answered him and said, hypocrites, doesn't each one of you untie his ox or donkey from the feeding trough? On the Sabbath and lead it to water? Satan has bound this woman, a daughter of Abraham, for 18 years. Shouldn't she be untied from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he had said these things, all his adversaries were humiliated, but the whole crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things he was doing. And so, dear friend, Jesus at church on the Sabbath was worshiping God and a woman who was possessed of a devil and being bent over by spirit. And we don't understand all that that means and how it works, but that was in fact the cause for her body being bent. Most likely she faced downward to the ground. She could not stand up straight at all. 
And the Bible makes it clear that this was being done by a spirit. And so against that backdrop, wow, Jesus does a great thing. But yet the key leader of that synagogue sit there and pointed him out and called foul and said, you got six days to get this done. Don't do it here and now, buddy. And the Lord answered him. And here's what the thing is. He spoke the truth. Wow, was it uncomfortable? You better believe it. For one of the, the teachers in the synagogue, Jesus was a teacher. He was a rabbi. But to speak to the leader and to say, you hypocrites. And he was not only talking to the leader. He said hypocrites, plural, because he knew there were other people there who were looking at him with disdain because of the miracle and the glory, the glorious thing that he had just done. And so he pointed out to them that, hey, you're sitting here pointing the finger. You're sitting here ambushing me in the midst of a glorious thing. But let me turn the mirror on you. Let me show you how you are. Don't you do this? Don't you meet the needs of your donkey and your ox on the Sabbath and give them water? And yet you're wanting to withhold this freedom and this release for this woman that Satan, see, he calls out the truth. Who's speaking here? It's Satan pointing the finger and saying, look at you. You don't love God. You're disobeying the word which in fact Jesus wasn't. It's the Pharisees and it's the religious leaders who had twisted the Sabbath into something that God never intended for it to be. It never intend, God had never intended for the Sabbath to be a day of burden, a day of cursing. It was to be a day of rest. But it's the religious leaders who built all of the things into the day of rest that were not in the scripture. And so Jesus called a spade a spade. He said, Satan has bound this woman, a daughter of Abraham. Hey, let's not forget, she's a daughter of Abraham. She deserves better. But it is Satan who has bound this woman for 18 years. Wow, can you think about that, folks? What an indictment against this synagogue leader and these religious people that in their midst for 18 years, a woman overwhelmed by a spirit who had been crippled because of it, 18 years in their midst, and they did nothing a bunch of hypocrites themselves. Jesus said, hypocrites. Shouldn't she be untied from this bondage on the Sabbath day? That's a rhetorical question that, uh, yes. And so, dear friend, man, we've got to wise up. And you know, at times when we're sabotaged, we need to keep our mouth shut and be silent. And just like someone used to tell me, just consider the source. At other times when you're sabotaged, it needs to be just like what Jesus did. Focus on the truth and declare the truth. And by that, God will be glorified and the people that are God's adversaries will be humiliated. But again, in order to know how to respond properly, to shut your mouth and say nothing, or to respond with the truth of God that glorifies God and humiliates our adversaries, it, has, it takes time. It takes listening to God, but you have to be in the moment with him to know what he's saying in that moment so that, again, we always bring honor and glory to God and not shame and reproach. So, dear friend, I want to encourage you today. Put your thinking cap on. Don't ever get up and put your feet on the floor without being in the moment, paying attention to what's happening, pay attention to what's going on in your surroundings, and listening to Christ and looking to him and responding to others properly as Jesus would have you respond. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.